Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 371 for the week of July 7th, 2014. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with the coming week's astrological forecast and regularly feature listener emails, recorded listener consultations, and interviews with other astrologers. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of ThisWeekInAstrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. We alternate short and long shows. We have a short show for you this week. We're going to start, as always, with the forecast for the next seven days, a sneak preview of the following week's forecast, and then we'll get into our part one listener chart featuring Debbie, who is having this week's full moon and Capricorn lineup on her nodal axis. So without further ado, let's dive in and get into the forecast. A heavily aspected Capricorn full moon asks you to take stock of your productivity and accomplishments. Seven Venus and Sun aspects catalyze relationships, creativity, money, and vitality. And five aspect patterns offer up a smorgasbord of energies that you can use for your highest good. Uh, as a reminder, starting with this forecast, I plan to use chart images for aspect patterns, new and full moons, and other significant astrological events. I hope you find them helpful. Obviously, in an audio podcast, you're not going to see anything, but if you want to pop over to astroshaman.com and look at the images in the written forecast, you can do that. Or when I do my video, which is what catalyzed the images in the first place, uh, I do this section of the podcast in video form as well. Uh, and I have images there. The only difference is in the podcast, I include small lunar events like, um, you know, void of course and moon entries and moon sign changes and such, which I do not include in the video forecast. So a little bit different, but there's two ways you can get the images on video and in my blog. So if you want to see as well as here, those are your options. What's old? We've got a waxing moon. We have six aspect patterns still in play. That's three T-squares, a grand trine, a kite, and a stellium. So rather than hit all that in detail, let's just say we got a lot going on in the air. And several of these will be discussed this week anyway. And we have four retrograde planets, Saturn, Pluto, Neptune, and Chiron. So let's move on now to the individual days of the week. On Monday, July 7th, we note that Venus is involved in four aspects this week, mostly from slower planets. This means that the core themes that Venus represents, relationships, creativity, and money, may be prominent in your experience. The Love Goddess jumps in and makes two of these aspects today. So let me give you the coordinates. The Venus sextile to Uranus, Venus 16 Gemini, Uranus 16 Aries, and also Venus quincunx Saturn, Venus at 17 Gemini, Saturn at 17 Scorpio. The Venus Uranus sextile supports relating and creating in ways that uniquely fit you. And be sure to follow your intuitive flashes, especially when they relate to a core Venusian theme. Again, that's relationships, creativity, and money. A Venus Saturn quincunx may foment challenge in the areas Venus represents. Make appropriate course adjustments, then persevere with steadfastness to get Saturn on your side. 
Also today, we have Uranus, Quincunx, Pallas, Athena. Uranus, 16 Aries, Pallas, Athena, 16 Virgo. Stay open to innovative adjustments in your feminine assertiveness. Also today, we have a Moon-Saturn conjunction around 10 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. This is a time when you can get a lot of good work done, but also you might feel a little funky or depressed. Um, If so, there's two strategies to deal with Saturnian uh, you know, diminution of emotional energy. One is to just get started on some kind of project, which makes Saturn happy and puts it to work, and, and that can lift depression. Or sometimes it's better just to move deeply into the sad feeling, go to the core of it, and you can either just feel it, and sometimes just the pure perception of it without intention can dissolve it. I've had a lot of people do that very promptly and rapidly. Or you can go into it and talk to it and say, hey, why are you funky? Why are you giving me this funky feeling? What's your message? And if you can receive the message that the depression has for you, often it will have done its job and it will lift and you'll feel better and wiser too. <laughs> so those are a couple of ways you can work with not just the Moon-Saturn conjunction here on Monday, uh, July 7th, but a good way to work with Saturn in a lot of different contexts. Also today, we have a T-square with Venus, Pallas Athena, and Chiron. So Pallas Athena isn't just connecting with Uranus today. This T-square started on July 2nd. It peaks today on Monday, July 7th, and it will end on July 13th. The key themes of this Venus, Pallas Athena, Chiron T-square are wounded feminine assertiveness and difficulty communicating your female identity. If these themes are being triggered, they're only coming up for healing, and you may find my all-purpose healing invocation helpful. I have a link to that in the blog. Um, where this forecast also appears in written form, but without all of my uh, extrapolations that I do here on the podcast. And if you want to go there, uh, let me just give you the the healing invocation. It's just seven words. You just say, maximum healing that serves highest good, please. And you're speaking to your higher self when you say that. Then you relax and passively breathe, and you may well feel energy come in and start to flush away all those heavy energies you don't need anymore. That works for anything you want to be rid of in terms of energy. If you want to learn more about that, go to astroshaman.com. On the top of the homepage sidebar, there is a purple banner ad, and it says Heal and Awaken Invocations. Click that. It'll take you to the free section of my site that describes these invocations and links you to MP3s that you can stream or download that have me guiding you through them, and all of that is free. So we are welcome to use that resource if you wish. And that concludes our events for Monday, July 7th. On Tuesday, July 8th, we open with Venus's third aspect of the week, a Venus-Chiron square. Venus, 18 Gemini, Chiron, 18 Pisces. I am rounding to the nearest degree with these coordinates, by the way. This is part of the T-square I mentioned yesterday, Venus, Pallas, Athena, Chiron. So uh, refer back to that for the meaning of this Venus-Chiron square. Also today, we have Pluto, Quincunx, Juno. Pluto's at 12 Capricorn. Juno's at 12 Gemini. What transformations and adjustments can positively transform your domestic life, committed relationships, and sexuality? All themes of Juno. Consider making them now under this aspect. Also today, uh, although Venus is the aspect queen of this week, The Cancerian Sun runs a close second with three aspects of its own. It fires up two of them today. And the coordinates are Sun square Uranus, Sun 16 Cancer, Uranus 16 Aries, and 
Sun trine Saturn, Sun now at 17 Cancer, Saturn at 17 Scorpio. With the Sun Uranus square, taking a turn toward life affirming paradigm shift and revolution is supported, especially if family or nurturing is involved. That's the Cancer placement of the Sun. The potential instability of this Sun Uranus square is tempered by a stabilizing Sun Saturn trine, and this aspect can support steady eddy productivity. We also have a void moon today here on Tuesday, July 8th. It kicks in at 6.33 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And about three hours later, it's done as the moon enters Sagittarius at 9.25 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Moon in Sagittarius is a great time for expansion, getting into religion or philosophy or meaning of life or foreign travel or anything relating to foreign cultures, um, teaching, learning, all of that uh, heady stuff. And, of course, void moons are periods where, optimally, you want to try not to start major new things or make major purchases, if possible. On Wednesday, July 9th, we open with the Sun's final aspect of the week, a Sun-Chiron trine. The Sun now is at 18 Cancer. Chiron is at 18 Pisces. This is generally supportive of mentoring and healing, with a special nod toward healing within the family structure, again, because the Sun is in the sign of Cancer. Next up, we have a couple of aspect patterns. The Grand Trine and Kite that started back on July 1st and that I discussed in depth on last week's show peak today, and they wrap up on July 17th. Just as a very brief recap, healing and nurturing energy flow smoothly and easily from this harmonious formation of the Sun, Saturn, Chiron, and Pallas Athena. On Thursday, July 10th, we open with Chiron opposing Pallas Athena, Chiron, 18 Pisces, Pallas Athena, 18 Virgo. Watch out for feminine wounding, in which the feminine could be victim or victimizer, with Chiron opposing Pallas Athena. This aspect also carries healing opportunities. Also here on Thursday, we have a void moon starting at 8.20 p.m., which resolves at 11.25 p.m. as the moon resolves into Capricorn, or moves into Capricorn, perhaps I should say. Moon and Capricorn is a great time to be productive, mature, responsible, manage your time well, maybe take a little time to yourself. All great ways to use the moon in that most productive of signs. On Friday, July 11th, brilliance, ingenuity, breakthrough thinking, and intuitive flashes. What more could you want from Mercury Quintal Uranus? This is Mercury at 28.5 Gemini and Uranus at 16.5 Aries. Then we have a Moon-Pluto conjunction that's happening around 6.45 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And that's a time excellent for transformation and sacred sexuality and diving into the depths and researching and detective work and occult practice. So for uh, a few hours, either side of that, that will be juiced up with that Moon and Pluto together. Then it's time for some brand new aspect patterns. Um, again, if you want to see these, you can go to my blog at astroshaman.com and you will see the, now you, I'm now putting up the aspect patterns in visual form for you if you want to look at them. So what adjustments are needed to improve the structure of your home life and committed relationships? Tune into your intuitive flashes for the what and how as Juno, Saturn, and Uranus form a yod. This finger of God aspect pattern starts today, peaks on July 16 and ends on July 20. If you don't already know, a yod is a narrow little triangle um, composed of two quincunxes of 150 degrees. 
Those are the long sides, and the short side is a sextile of 60 degrees. On Saturday, July 12th, we have our headline event of the week, a full moon shining forth at 7.25 a.m. with the moon in Capricorn at 20 degrees, 3 minutes. Evaluate your productivity, maturity, responsibility, time management, and ambition, and make appropriate adjustments. This lunation aspects most of the planets and points in the sky. This gives it a rich and multi-layered interpretation. For starters, a Pluto conjunction energizes healing and transformation, while a Uranus square calls for paradigm shifts. Several other planets and points are also square the luminaries. Mars wants to start something new, while Ceres offers the potential for abundance. Vesta wants to perform sacred service, while the lunar nodes ask whether your actions are in harmony with your life purpose. All the members of the kite that peaked on July 9th that I discussed already also aspect this full moon. In fact, the sun is one of the members of that kite, and that adds healing, nurturing, and more into the mix. Now, full moons are more about harvesting and releasing than they are about new beginnings. Uh, new beginnings are more new moon territory. But you can use this lunation's new beginning aspects to consciously release the outworn things that no longer support your enthusiastic evolution. This full moon Sabian symbol is a relay race. This image carries a straightforward message. You don't have to do it all yourself. Call upon your allies when appropriate, and cultivate more helpers if you need them. Also here on Saturday, July 12th, we have a void moon starting at 9.57 p.m., which resolves about an hour later at 11.07 p.m. as the moon enters Aquarius. And the moon in Aquarius is awesome for letting your freak flag fly and following your intuitive flashes and performing humanitarian service. On Sunday, July 13th, we have Mercury entering Cancer. It's going to be there through July 31st, supporting nurturing communication and family sharing. We also have Venus trine Mars, Venus 24 Gemini, Mars 24 Libra. Relationships and creativity can enjoy a harmonious flow with this aspect, which is Venus's fourth and final aspect this week. With Venus in Gemini, imaginative writing is supported along with a potpourri of creative expression. And that's everything for our seven days of the week. On next week's show, for the week of July 14th, we'll be talking about Jupiter entering Leo. Jupiter sign changes only happen about once a year, and that's a pretty big deal. Saturn will be turning direct. We'll also have Chiron square Juno, the Sun square Mars, Venus entering Cancer, and Mercury trine Neptune, a whole potpourri of different things happening. And I'll do my best to put it all into something that makes sense so you can make good use of it for the week of July 14. I hope you'll join me for next week's show. You can hear my weekly forecast every week on This Week in Astrology. But would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it pop into your inbox every week? How about occasional bonus articles on astrology, healing, spiritual awakening, and more? That's what you'll get with Astro Shaman's free weekly email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form near the top of the sidebar. And if you like to calculate your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astroshaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which can also run on your Mac. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar 
and choose Solar Fire Software from the drop-down menu. A free weekly forecast newsletter and the best available price on Solar Fire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. I have a few quick announcements for you. As a final reminder, my July-August forecast is now online on the homepage sidebar if you want the overview of those two months. Information on everything that I'm about to tell you about is on the homepage of astroshaman.com on the homepage. This Wednesday, July 9th in Hendersonville, North Carolina, a bit south of Asheville, Kimberly Crow and I will lead a shamanic awakening ceremony at the Namaste Center. It's by Love Offering. You're welcome to join us for that if you're in the area. And the following Saturday, July 12th, I'm going to be a featured practitioner at the Visions Psychic and Spiritual Fair uh, on, rather that's in downtown Asheville at the Masonic Temple, free admission to get in, and you just pay for the uh, sessions you get. Also, on August 1st through 4th, uh, Kimberly and I will lead a shamanic awakening process at the Lovolution. That's the words love and evolution thrown together there. Gathering, it should be a really sweet weekend in a lovely camp in the National Forest. If you're into uh, hanging out with a lot of people who are into that lovely kind of stuff, love and evolution and such. And uh, mark your calendar for August 16 and 17 in the area just south of Asheville, North Carolina. I'm going to immerse participants into two unique forms of shamanism as part of events sponsored by the group Soul Journeys. Saturday, August 16th, we're doing shamanic astrology, planetary invocation for harmonious living as part of their full day event, Soul Journeys, a journey through the stars. And on August 17th, Kimberly Crow and I will once again co-lead a shamanic awakening ceremony as part of their full day event, Soul Journeys, a healing experience. There's also other leaders and practitioners who will be presenting on those days. And more information, of course, is available at astroshaman.com on the homepage, What's New section. Um, my weekly YouTube video forecasts now feature chart graphics, just like my blog does as of this week. So you can check out videos and see the graphics I'm talking about. You're always welcome to join us Tuesday nights at 7.15 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. That's a new start time. Again, 7.15 p.m. We still go to 9 p.m. Uh, to join us to experience accelerated healing and awakening over the phone. Or if you're in the Asheville area, come on over in person. And this is my final announcement for the alternate winner of the uh, Summer Solstice free drawing. This is Karen, born September 27, 1962 in Baltimore, Maryland. If that's you, then pop me an email, info at astroshaman.com, and claim your free session. And that's all of our announcements. Our Part 1 listener chart features Debbie, and I was looking for someone who had something near 20 degrees Capricorn, which is where the full moon is this week, our featured event. And uh, after I used my random sequence generator to pick a point somewhere in the huge PDF file of all the Part 1 charts that have come in, Hers was the second one that came up. She's got the north node of the moon at 19 Capricorn, and she's got her fourth house cusp, the IC, or Imum Coli. And I just recently learned what that actually means. It means the bottom of the sky in Latin. <laughs> Imum Coli, IC, bottom of the sky. So she's got a lot going on there, and that's where the full moon is lining up with all of its myriad aspects. So I thought that would be a juicy thing to look at for our part one listener chart. So um, let's start by interpreting her nodal axis unto itself, because we have to understand it if we are going to understand how it's being affected. So she's set up with the south node in Cancer and the north node in Capricorn, but immediately I want to bring in a somewhat complicating factor. 
Debbie is one of the people who has what I call a flip over chart where all of the house cusps have the opposite signs on them. That means that uh, it's like the analogy I sometimes use with the old Reese's peanut butter cup ad. You got chocolate on my peanut butter. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. So she's got her south node in Cancer, but it's in the Capricorn flavored 10th house. And she has her north node in Capricorn, but it's in the Cancer flavored 4th house. So this becomes not so much a matter of moving from Cancer to Capricorn as it is finding a harmonious blend between those two energies. So what we're looking for initially with your nodal axis, Debbie, is um, a balance between home and work. So not to just totally go crazy with one over the other, but to find a harmonious balance between them. And you can further bring Cancer and Capricorn into partnership by saying, whatever work I do, I will bring a nurturing energy to it. And also at home, you can say at home, I'm going to have a quality of when things need to be productive and businesslike. I'm going to get into that mode and be businesslike about taking care of things in the home that need that sort of approach. But being careful not to just take a stern, commanding, you know, authoritarian energy at home and have that be the dominant vibe. So that's a little bit just on the south node and north node um, cancer Capricorn back and forth energy. We learn more about your nodes, Debbie, by going to the ruler of your north node. It's in Capricorn, therefore the ruler is Saturn. And we find Saturn over in Scorpio in your first house. So as an additional piece of the destiny interpretation that the nodes suggest, is you're here to embrace transformation. And, uh, you know, we're seeing a chart full of what I call dynamic tension. There's the tension between you know, home and work, and the possible pulls in both directions that way. Now we have the ruler Saturn with its sense of, I want to plan the work and work the plan. And once Saturn plans its work, it really doesn't like to deviate too much. It likes to stay on course, but it's in Scorpio, the sign of deep, intense transformation. And once you go into transformation, you don't know where it's going to come out. And metaphorically, it's like driving into a dark tunnel and you've never been on the road before and you don't quite know what the scenery is going to look like on the other side of it. So um, it's that, uh, that, that, again, dynamic tension between wanting to have it all planned out and strategized versus just surrendering and going into the transformation. And since Saturn's in the first house of me, myself, and I, this is very much about personal transformation. So that's an interesting, juicy flavor that the chart has on that as well. It's also worth looking at significant aspects to the nodal ruler and aspects to the node itself. Let's start with um, the fact that the north node and south node are tightly allied with Uranus. Uranus is about half a degree um, off conjunction to the south node and obviously uh, tightly opposes the north node. So another life lesson here you're being asked, Debbie, is you know not just to plan the work and work the plan, but to be open to intuitive flashes. Uranus communicates that way. It says, I know you got it all planned out from your ego, but bam, here's a whole new perspective and perhaps a new direction that spirit is encouraging you to move toward. Uh, intuitive flashes, I liken them to text messages from God. So part of your destiny is being responsive to those intuitive flashes. And the best way I know to harmonize that with all that Capricorn and 10th house energy is just to let the intuitive flashes lead let that set the framework, and then you use all the Capricorn 10th house energy to say, okay, now I'm going to create a structure in order to implement the instruction I just got from my intuitive guidance. 
That's a lovely way to make Uranus and Capricorn of the 10th house all play well together. So um, let's check if there's any other major connections to the nodes by aspect. Um, the nodes are, again, as I said, tightly aligned with the midheaven and the fourth house. They also square the ascendant and the descendant. And those four angles, uh, the power points of the chart, uh, cover the most important externalizations of life. The ascendant is the masculine persona. The fourth house is the deep unconscious and how you do things at home. The seventh house is the relationships you make. And the tenth house is your career or your reputation or how you're known out in the world. So the nodal axis says all of that, ideally, should be in harmony with your life purpose. So uh, I've occasionally in business settings see a sign that says, is what I'm doing moving me toward my goal? Um, and you might take that goal as being, is this moving me toward what I'm here to do as a human being during this incarnation? Another strong player is Mercury, who is square the nodes of the moon in your natal chart. Again, all this is natal. We haven't even got to the moving energies yet. And indicating communication could be a strong thing for you. The Mercury square the nodes is in Aries, saying I'm here to communicate in a pioneering way, perhaps, in a dynamic, uh, fiery, energizing way. Mercury's very angular, um, just a quarter of a degree off conjunction to the seventh house cusp, and Mercury is also squaring all the angles. So a very powerful message about maybe you got something to say, and uh, if so, it should be said at the appropriate time. So um, that's uh, most of what I'm reading into the interpretation of your nodes. Uh, the other aspect that feels like it wants to be brought in is natally Saturn. The ruler of your north node is sextile Mars. That repeats the flavor of first house, which is warrior, pioneer, initiator. Um, Mars and the first house are the same letter of the astrology alphabet. So the flavor of being the warrior, the pioneer, the leader also gets woven into the uh, destiny story. So that's uh, a, a pretty good overview of what the nodes say in summary. Again, I could go much deeper, but for our purposes here on the show, I'm going to leave it at that. So what happens when the full moon lines up on your north node, Debbie? Well, the full moon is a time of seeing clearly. The new moon is where you start things. The full moon is where you release things or take stock of things. So what a great time to have a look at, wow, is what I'm doing in terms of my life purpose on track? Is it in harmony? Are there adjustments I need to make? The full moon is like halfway around the racetrack, and that's when you want to make any significant adjustments you want to make as you, uh, you know, pass the halfway point and start thinking more toward the finish line there. Uh, and as an extra bonus point, I want to mention that transiting Uranus in Aries is already squaring your nodal axis, Debbie. I know you have Uranus already in tight alignment with the nodes natally, but now for the third time in your life, you have a major Uranus a action on the nodes. Uh, your first one was when it did the waxing square to itself and squared the nodes, then it uh, conjuncted the north node many years ago, and now it's making its third contact, a square. So it's a great time now to ask yourself, what intuitive flashes am I getting? Or is it time to make a radical shift, perhaps, in what I'm doing in terms of my destiny? The theme may be the same, but the actions may be different. And this Uranus square is going to last a couple of years, and then Pluto is going to come up in the midst of it all and conjunct the north node. So probably, realistically, you've got from now four or five years of Uranus and then Uranus and Pluto and then Pluto working solo, working the nodes, especially the north node of what you're moving toward. 
So these next several years, Debbie, are very juicy and powerful years in terms of you really, you know, getting clear on what is the current meaning of what I need to be doing right now in terms of life purpose and what revolutionary change Uranus Pluto can I make in order to move toward that as powerfully and delightfully as possible. So that's uh, my interpretation of focusing mostly on the nodal axis in your chart and the full moon alignment on that with the Uranus Pluto as bonus material. <laughs> so Debbie, I hope this has been helpful to you. If so, you're welcome to email me info at astroshaman.com and give me your feedback on what I've said. And I would be most grateful for that. I will share it on the show if you do. Thanks so much for sending in your chart and uh, you remain eligible for a free session with me every time the seasons change. Any of you who would like to also be eligible, all you have to do is email your date, time, and city of birth, along with your name, to info at astroshaman.com, and I'll put you in the hopper. Thanks so much. This ends our part one listener chart. I offer three main services at Astroshaman, astrology, shamanic healing, and awakening activation. All are equally effective in person or long distance. Choose one or combine two or more services during your session. Astrology offers insights into soul purpose, career, relationships, spirituality, timing, relocation, and much more. In Awakening Activation Sessions, I help you immerse into your own awakened state using simple, powerful invocations, then teach you how to refresh it on your own. Shamanic healing can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, or mental issues, and usually results in significantly enhanced divine consciousness. I also offer electional astrology to help you pick the perfect date and time for any important event. And be sure to check out my free services page where you can load up on free forecasts, podcasts, invocations, and music. Sliding scale payment is available by request. You can get a 20% discount during your birthday month, and gift certificates are always available. I work with clients all around the world by phone and Skype. You get a free digital recording of your session, and I accept PayPal and all major credit cards. Finally, my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. For more information or to set an appointment, visit astroshaman.com, email info at astroshaman.com, or call 828-338-9852. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. Thanks so much for listening to This Week in Astrology. We're wrapping up another episode. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend or post or tweet about us or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to our Facebook page and Twitter feed where I post daily forecasts from thisweekinastrology.com and astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe through iTunes and help us keep our standing as the number one astrology audio podcast on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2014 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every time the seasons change. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. 
I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of this week in astrology. Here's this week's index. Our overview begins at 1 minute 19 seconds. Monday, 2.52. Tuesday, 6.44. Wednesday, 8.53. Thursday, 9.39. Friday, 10.25. Saturday, 11.51. Sunday, 13.52. Next week's transits, 14.29. Announcements, 15.57. And our part one listener chart, 18.36. Thanks again for listening to This Week in Astrology.